All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2021. And uh, we got a fair amount of news today coming from all around the world. So uh, let's just jump into it. Now, first off, Alexei Navalny took a plane back to Russia from Berlin. I believe it was Saturday evening going into yesterday, Sunday morning. Long story short, Alexei Navalny is the official opponent, uh, political opponent of Vladimir Putin. He got arrested once he landed and all of his supporters were detained as well um, at the uh, at the airport as well. So look, at the end of the day, let's be very realistic here. Let's not talk about, oh, this is not good for democracy and this is da-da-da. Listen, if Putin has the political, financial control, that's what he's going to keep doing. Whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing is not for me to say, but that's honestly your guys' honest opinion. I'm just here to report uh, what's going on. But look, at the end of the day, if that's what's going to happen and Putin keeps his control, Navalny's got to realize, sadly but true, that although the guy's got balls, and I got to give him that, regardless if you like Putin or not, the guy's got balls, um, regardless of that, he's going to have to really flip the system and convince those who are still giving Putin his position and power and still propping him up, so Putin's inner circle, to essentially flip on him, which I doubt will ever happen because i think in general a lot of the top people are happy with what putin's doing but who knows i could be very wrong so anyways we'll we'll see what happens there right because again you have the mainstream media saying this is an attack on democracy and world leaders saying this is not right guys you think putin cares let's be honest let's just be real here right so anyways the next thing is that marjorie taylor green who i believe is a republican congresswoman had her twitter suspended for 12 hours after allegedly tweeting then deleting the tweet that twitter claims incited violence i don't know what that tweet was there were a lot of tweets that were deleted after the capitol riot not because these republicans were responsible for the attacks but because it just in terms of the perception from the media and from the people and from law enforcement just didn't look good so look at the end of the day if the fbi wants to see tweets that were deleted believe me they can see it especially if twitter's cooperating with them too which we don't know about right because i'm sure that's classified but anyways the next thing is that china said that its economy grew 2.3 percent in 2020 although the rest of the world plummeted now that's pretty interesting and i'll explain why keep in mind these are numbers according to the ccp but either they're lying or the economy actually did grow. Either way, it's it's sketchy at best because if the economy actually did grow, it means that clearly they were able to subvert a lot of the COVID implications and damages that occurred for the rest of the other countries around the world. Now, that's if they actually did grow economically. The other side of it is that they lied about it, just like they've been lying about a lot of things even, bef- even before COVID, right? So again, either way, not really a good thing. So, again, depends. But anyways, I mean, for the Chinese people that just want to live a life and have a nice job, that's good. But in terms of the government's aspect of it, their agenda, totally different story. I just want to make that clear. The next thing is that Rick Snyder is being charged for the Flint water probe investigation. He is the former governor of Michigan, but even if he gets convicted, and this is ridiculous, his maximum fine and sentence is a $2,000 fine with a one-year jail sentence. Meanwhile, it's been argued and studied and confirmed essentially in court that he easily did $600 million worth of damages while he was the governor of Michigan and indirectly linked to multiple deaths of people because of the chemicals that were in the water uh, within Flint, Michigan. So 
relative to what he did and stuff, I mean, a year in jail with a $2,000 fine is not that bad. And it's terrible for me to say, because I think people like that really need to be held more and more accountable. But it all connects to the higher ups, too, that are currently in office. So, you know, even former governors and senators, they all got a friend who's related to someone who's related or directly connected to someone else who's currently in government that won't really come down hard on them legally. It's a double standard. Let's be realistic. It's a double standard, which is why when we look at, for example, the Navalny situation of Putin arresting him there, what's the difference between that and then the Department of Justice going easy on these former governors in the U.S.? I mean, it's a much lesser version of, you know, a, a double standard within what's supposed to be a um, an equal democracy. And I say that with air quotes, but you get what I'm saying, right? So the next thing is that lobbying, a lobbying group, I don't know which one exactly, but I would imagine leaning to the left, sues Apple for allowing Parler on the App Store to begin with and accuses Apple of inciting hate speech. This word inciting is really being thrown around a lot lately. Eh? <laughs> so... Look, at the end of the day, I don't know if they violated Apple's guidelines parlor when they first went on Apple's app store, but clearly they, they stayed on long enough for Apple to be able to uh, to let them on and stay on. I mean, there was a tweet that Jack Dorsey put up of a picture last week or the week before that when parlor was officially removed after the Capitol riot, and it showed that Jack Dorsey's app was number two in the app store. I forgot which one it was because he owns a few different companies other than Twitter. Uh, Jack Dorsey's the CEO of Twitter, by the way, sorry, and parlor was number one and ever since the day of the riot parlor gained i think 25 million new users in 72 hours i think it was or 48 hours which brings parlor's total membership to over 500 million people now look i guess in the, in theory that's a to the left that is a, a temporary way of subduing every uh, these people but i'm not f trying to encourage the ideological hate speech of the far left or the far right like apple's being sued it's just a it's a lawsuit apple's got trillion well billions in the bank in liquid so you think they really care at the end of the day what they care about more is how it looks publicly and so if this case gets taken out to a more public level then i guess we'll see what happens but if not then look they get sued companies get sued all the time left right and center so again it'll probably get settled and this lobbying group is going to get a bunch of money to stay quiet and they'll use that money to continue their lobbying for their agenda then they'll leave apple alone that's probably what will happen let's be let's be realistic here the next thing is that trump is set to issue around 100 pardons and commutations tomorrow which will be tuesday man the guy wasn't lying when there was speculation of him literally having spreadsheets of the stuff of pardoning people and look it's never been done before this many if I, I could be wrong i don't think this many have been pardoned because he's pardoned quite a few already if he wants to do it let him do it whether or not that's corrupt or not or, or this and that look that's totally up for debate but at the end of the day in pure theory he's the president right so he could do it again in terms of the moral and ethical uh, views of that uh, that's not for me to tell you guys what to think right so the next thing is that Joe Biden is going to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline permit right away, allegedly. I can understand from an environmental point of view, but at the same time, you're going to put a lot of people out of their jobs, which is not a good thing to do at this very moment. You're talking about trying to prop up the economy thanks to COVID and you're going to cancel the Keystone pipeline. Unless there's something I'm missing here, that's not the best idea. And that, that directly affects the economy of my country too, because I'm in, uh, I'm in Canada, right? So that, that affects things as well. But anyways... The next thing is that Mitch McConnell and his wife Elaine Chow are being accused to have strong ties to China and are being puppets for China and the CCP. Look, 
this is the problem with these types of accusations. They're so vague in general, they can mean anything. And the thing here is that I'm not defending Mitch McConnell with China. Of course, he's got ties to China, just like these politicians have ties to Russia, just like they have ties to, you know, many different countries as well. The thing about American politicians is, is most of them has, have always been known to be able to be bought off. Is Mitch McConnell bought off? It's hard to say. The question becomes, though, are him and his wife selling out America to China? That's the real question, in my humble opinion. I could be wrong, but that's the main question here. Not whether or not he's got contacts, contacts in the CCP. Of course he does. Whether, that, whether or not that's public, of course he does, or classified, doesn't matter. It, whether they're spying for him, or he's spying for them, or he gives them some info in exchange for them giving him something, and they're playing like a chess game, you know, some type of intelligence chess game, and the CIA is quietly monitoring all this, of course. These things happen all the time. So when people say that, you know, there's Chinese spies in the United States government, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm sure there's United States spies in the Chinese government as well. The question is, who has the upper hand? And that's part of the intelligence game. It's like a chess game. You, mo you, you move your pawn one, and then th suddenly you didn't realize that, you know, your queen has an opening. You cover the queen up, and then all of a sudden, you have a chance to attack your opponent because he's vulnerable or she's vulnerable. It's the same thing with life, right? It's back and forth, back and forth. You always gain an edge, then you lose an edge. The whole point is to not just stay at the bottom or be at a disadvantage for a prolonged period of time so that you're, you then fall behind on an intelligence level right anyways the next th uh, thing is that the fbi is internally vetting all of the guards police and soldiers guarding the capital to ensure nothing occurs from within similar to what happened on the 6th look apparently there's more protesters than there are national guard members at the capital right now in washington which are about twenty thousand national guard members on top of that there's been an alleged statement from the fbi saying that there's going to be a coordinated attack on all 50 u.s capital states Look, like I said, the thing with, for example, and I bring this back to Parler very quickly because you're not going to suppress the people who believe in this ideology. Whether or not the ideology is fake or real or there's some truth to it and some of it's BS, that's not for me to decide, guys. At the end of the day, people choose what they want to choose. And if enough of a, a large, substantial group of people, which like Trump, which is about the size of a country if you include all 70 million... They're going to do what they want to do. And if they understand the consequences of being arrested and things like this, then that is their choice. And I'm not trying to encourage them at all. This is to cl clarify for YouTube. I'm not trying to encourage them. But at the same time, people are going to do what they want to do. I'm literally trying to do this in a, in a way that's so unbiased that I can just report to you guys what's happening and you decide for yourselves. It's as simple as that. The next thing is that B-52 U.S. bombers flew over Iran as a means to or a form of intimidation. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't surprise me. I mean, Mike Pompeo made a speech, I think, yesterday or a handful of days ago saying that Al-Qaeda has it now a base in Iran, which there's no evidence to support that. But again, Mike Pompeo, he he doesn't have the best reputation. He might run for president in four years or eight years or whatever, but he is a vigilant guy. Whether or not he's kind of, you know, playing a game or some type of chess game, look, they all are. I'm not saying I like him the most, Pompeo, but I don't dislike him. I really think that he's got a strong... He's not stupid, let's put it that way. That's how I see it. Whether or not he's using his intelligence for the right thing or the bad thing is hard to say because people keep thinking that the United States agenda is some like massive, you know, everyone's in unison and this government, there's a secret government trying to do things. There is, but there isn't. There's different agendas. Maybe some of those agendas are aligned and other ones aren't. Pompeo has an agenda of his own that is aligned with certain interests and it's as simple as that, right? And so the next thing is that 
Israeli fighter jets targeted the Gaza Strip, and no casualties were reported. Israel said they were targeting Hamas bases and tunnels. Hey, you know what? I don't know enough about the Israel's past and the Palestine past and all those things like that and Hamas and those things. But look, it, let them do their thing. And I don't say that in a way of I encourage violence. I totally denounce violence. Everyone who knows this show knows me and knows this. But the point here is that, again, let them resolve their own issues. I that That's what I think. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, diplomatic back channels. And that's just a fancy way of saying they're talking secretly. <laughs> but... I I believe that the U.S. is secretly speaking with Israel and supporting them. But at the same time, Benjamin Netanyahu is a very sharp guy. Whether you like him or not, he's a sharp guy. And he understands what he has to do. Whether or not you agree with his agenda is a different story. But again, the guy's a man with focus and he's got direction. And those are the people, whether they're using it for good or bad, that's up to you to decide. But those are the people you got to watch out for. The ones that really have a, a strong mind and direction of a goal and a vision. You got to watch for those. So... Next thing is that Israel, again, just covering this, the Middle East uh, here, Israel is going to start vaccinating their prisoners, including Palestinians. Look, that looks great from a moral perspective, because, again, Israel and Palestine have hated each other for God knows how long. Right. And so that is a great look on Israel's part for them to be even helping vaccinate the Palestinians. Now, again, I don't I didn't really want to bring up COVID today because just a bunch of more nonsense in the news. I mean, we know what it is, so I don't need to keep reporting it. But again, taking the whole COVID real COVID fake thing out of it. I'm just talking about general medical help. It looks very good on the world stage for Israel to do this. And that's what I mean by Benjamin Netanyahu being a smart guy in that regard. Right. He's cunning and sharp. So is Putin. So are many others. So is Xi Jinping, but doesn't make them good. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't make them bad either. We it's we got to see. The next thing, oh, excuse me. The next thing is that the Libyan government is making process or progress, sorry, with working with the United Nations to install a temporary stable government. Look, let's see how that goes. Libya was declared a failed state. I don't know, God knows how many years ago and how many times. So again, there's CIA black sites there where people are CIA agents are not supposed to be there. I, I mean, look, the CIA is all over where they're not supposed to be. So that's, let's just put that aside for a second. Let's just talk about Libya. I don't know enough about the history to say. I do want to say that, I mean, it's good progress, but ultimately, if there's corruption within this temporary stable government, then what progress has really been made, right? Now, there's always going to be corruption, but the whole point is that the corruption does not disrupt the foundation of the organization of the institute or government body, right? So, again, uh, the next, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. The next thing is that Germany has elected a new German Christian conservative to replace Angela Merkel as the head party leader of the German CDU party. I mean, look, Germans are very sharp. They're very smart. I know a lot of them, and a lot of people tell me who have lived in Germany before, if they could go back to living there when they were younger, they would have stayed in Germany because of the economy and all that. It's been heavily argued that Germany is the country that is holding up the entire European Union, and... Again, it's interesting to see uh, what's happening there. But again, that is their business. If Angela Merkel's been around long enough, which she has, she's been around for quite some time, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not as the German chancellor but, or as the leader, but she's been a significant influence in, uh, in her party. So we will see what happens there. And again, whether or not that is for me to decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing, a Christian conservative within the, the replacing Angela Merkel with over 100 electoral votes within the party. It's not for me to say, but we'll see it. I've always been interested, not in a bad way, but I've always been interested to see the direction that would be taken by Germany after Merkel is out of there. So I'm curious to see. 
And the final thing is that Scotland is talking about leaving the UK now that the Brexit deal is pretty much done and certified. Hey, look, if Scotland wants to leave, then they're going to have to simply address, I imagine, the uh, the Prime Minister of England, Boris Johnson, with because, again, they're the one with the most power, obviously. And then I would have to imagine that, you know, that would be run by the Queen and the royal family and, well, certain members of the royal family. Whether or not that's part of the official process, I don't know and I don't care because, let's face it, Boris Johnson runs everything by the Queen. I mean, I know for a fact that Boris Johnson and the Queen meet once per week privately to discuss, you know, affairs of, of the nation and of the country uh, and of the UK. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, you could say for classified reasons, that's fine. But again, if that's if that's been rooted in tradition and no one's complained, why is the prime minister meeting with the queen? Why has this been a thing for God knows how long? And they, they're not, um, they don't have to disclose anything that they talked about. Or they don't have to say anything. Like, there's no, obviously no translator, but there's no uh, person in there writing a transcript to, to, to log certain things. It's all secretive. It's all secretive. So we can take that as we see fit, right? I'm not going to tell you guys this is a, a very good type of way of meeting or a very bad way. I mean, it has pros and its cons like everything else in life. So again... They're going to have to run it by the queen, let's face it, right? So, anyways, that is it for today's news. I really hope you guys check out uh, the episode coming out later today. It's going to be a, a pretty good one, I hope. And we will catch you guys either later today or tomorrow. Cheers.